0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word podcast. Uh, Again, let me encourage you to uh, share with everybody about these times together, okay? Uh, A lot of times you have to show folks how to do sort of a new technology about how to find a podcast, how to listen to it, whether on the computer or on the tablet. Or most of us, I suspect, listen on our cell phones or in our cars while we're traveling. That's the whole idea behind this. I've actually set it up in my mind to where they're usually less than 10 minutes long to where if you're just having to go on a short trip to Walmart or across town where I live, (laughs) you can do it uh, in 10 minutes. Uh, Just to have another way of having the Word of God imparted into our lives. And if we do this in multiple ways day in and day out, the Lord will continue to glorify himself in us. So we're looking at the book of John right now. We've gone through the first 14 verses of it, which is sort of a prologue describing Jesus as the Word. And we could spend a vast amount of time uh, and just those that portion of Scripture because it describes and explains so much of what you see in the Old Testament and New Testament about the nature of God. Well, then we went through verses 15 through 28 uh, and encountered John the Baptist, not the John who wrote this book, but John the Baptist. And in our last episode, we saw that John was talking with some people that had been sent by the Pharisees, and they said, we want to know who you are. you know. And he was telling them, no, I'm not the Christ, I'm not the one, but the one that is coming. He said, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. And then in the last verse, verse 28 of chapter 1 of John, says this, these things took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. So it was on the east side of the Jordan. That's where John was baptizing. Well, the next verse, John chapter 1, verse 29, says this, the next day, the next day. And so you, you see these little timing elements, particularly in the first part here of John. You see where he's given us, uh, 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 the exact moment of the chronology. So it's the next day he saw Jesus coming to him. That he is John the Baptist. That's the context, okay? And he saw Jesus coming to him. Well, sometimes people, when you read these things, they'll say, well, did, did John the Baptist know who Jesus was? Well, sure he knew who he was. Did John the Baptist know what he was or who he was? No. And he's about to say this at least twice in these next few verses that we're going to read. But uh, I want to just encourage you that when you have a question that pops in your mind like that, those are great questions. But make sure you read the entirety of the context of the passage you're reading. And then a lot of times, you'll have to go and read some other portions of the Scripture to really understand what's going on. So the next day, John saw Jesus coming to him. And John said this, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. that is a profound statement. that is John sitting there proclaiming the very next day the day after he was questioned by these folks and he tells these folks, no no I'm not I'm not the Elijah, I'm not the prophet, I'm not the Messiah okay The next day he points out to the people around him behold the Lamb of God and he's pointing to Jesus the Lamb of God who does what takes away the sin. Of the world. Verse 30. This is he, and he's speaking of Jesus, on behalf of whom I said, After me comes a man who has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. Now, this is really wild because he's already said this. John, the writer, had said this in the first part of the letter about when Jesus existed. Here John the Baptist is saying he existed before me, though John the Baptist was 3 months older than Jesus. You see that in the birth narratives. Okay? John the Baptist and Jesus were related somehow. People want to say they're cousins, and that's probably the simplest way to say it, but we really don't know exactly what the family relationship was, but we do know that Elizabeth and Mary were related somehow, the mothers of of um, John and uh, John the Baptist and Jesus. So now John is saying this this is the one that existed before me. Verse 31 really helps here. He says, I did not recognize him. So that shows us right there that John and Jesus would have known each other. Okay. We don't know how close they were, we don't know if they were together in adult life. Probably not. Because it's generally accepted that John the Baptist, he came in from the wilderness. Remember that? It's generally accepted that he was probably uh, living in a, a community, probably like the Essenes or something like that, out in the wilderness. And so when he would have come to Jerusalem for the feast, they would have seen each other. But I don't think it's the kind of thing where they were living day in and day out with each other. But they knew each other. They knew the relatives. They knew family, Okay, John and Jesus. But John's saying this, I did not recognize him. But so that he may be manifested to Israel, I came baptizing in water. Remember, that was one of the questions that the group from the Pharisees asked him. They said, well, if you're not any of these guys, why are you baptizing? Now he's answering that question the next day. He said, I'm baptizing because I was sent that he might be manifest. And can you imagine what's going through John the Baptist's mind? All of a sudden, he's realizing here, cousin Jesus is Messiah. Okay, it's a family member. We always knew he was good. We always knew he never got in trouble, you know, this kind of stuff. But he is Messiah. But now he's putting it together. He said it's because of him that he would be made manifest to Israel that I came baptizing. So verse 32 continues. John testified, saying, I have seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, And he remained on him. And one of the other Gospels tells us a story about, you know, when Jesus came up to John and says, hey, I want you to baptize me. And John says, hey, man, I have need to be baptized of you. And Jesus says, well, suffer it to be so. In other words, put up with this because it's going to fulfill some prophecies. So John baptizes him. When he does, the Spirit descends upon Jesus as a dove. And that's what John is testifying of here. He's saying, I saw the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and he remained on him. Again, verse 33, John the Baptist says this. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize, that's God the Father, the one who sent me to baptize in water said to me, he upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. So John the Baptist says, the Father had told me that I'm going to see one, that the Spirit's going to come upon him, and the Spirit's going to come upon him in the form of a dove. And when I see him, That is going to be the one that baptizes. Remember how John described it earlier, baptizes in fire, the power of the Holy Spirit in fire. So listen to this last verse, verse 34. I myself have seen and testified that this is the son of God. So. John the Baptist is laying down a major truth right here and is saying, This is what I've been telling you about. I'm going to be passing a mantle over to him. Now, he keeps baptizing. Okay, we've already, we'll see that shortly. He keeps baptizing and Jesus is baptizing, though Jesus didn't really baptize, his disciples did. But John is saying this He is the one that is the Son of God. This is the one that is the Lamb of God that is given to take away the sins of the world. You can see the excitement. You can see the zeal and the vigor. So you're also going to find out that John was challenged on this. He had faith. He had belief. He knew. He knew what God had told him. He saw the spirit come down in the form of a dove upon the sun. He knew that Jesus was Messiah. But later on, when it's really, really tough and some things were happening, he actually sent word to Jesus and he said, are you really the one? Are you really the one?" And there's reasons why. It wasn't so much that he was doubting, but it has to do with what his concept of of what Messiah was going to be and what Messiah really was when he came. We'll look at that when we get to that down the road. Anyway, an exciting uh, portion of the scripture, I encourage you to go back sometime today and read the first chapter of John. Refresh what we've been going through. Read it and say, Lord, show me your truth and watch what God reveals about himself. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.